Welcome, my fellow wannabes. Welcome to my channel, another edition of The Wannabe Critic. I am your host, Gabriel Fast, and I am The Wannabe Critic. Today, we have a very special guest tuning in from all the way from California. Um, one, Michael right. Doherty. How you doing, man? How you feeling? I am fantastic out here in California near the end of the world. <laughs> holding it down yeah so man it's kind of crazy out there right now with the COVID-19 right I mean how 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 crazy I mean obviously it's serious I'm not trying to take away from it we're obviously in mid-Missouri here um but yeah. are people like over hyping it there I mean what's like the what's the situation there like how, how are things going I mean not to take away from the seriousness of it but I feel like everybody's a little over hyping it everywhere <laughs> um but I, I it's not like crazy you know there's not there's not bodies on the streets there's not like the uh, people robbing grocery stores it's not at that level yet so that's right. the the good thing but um yeah I mean masks are required when to go into places um people look at you weird when you sneeze <laughs> uh so I mean it, it's not crazy um, it's definitely not as crazy as I'm sure a lot of people uh, think it is, like especially in the, the more Midwest states. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's fine. I mean, hours are just reduced everywhere. Um, and then again, masks are required everywhere. And every, everything's closed down. That's like recreational. But other than that, it's, yeah, it's fine. Are parks open or anything like that there? Because I know here in Missouri, we have like, you know, like you can still go to the park. You can still go like on some trails and stuff like that. Is there anything like that there? No, parks are closed um, at the moment. I know they're lifting a lot of stuff. Uh, I think the governor just announced today that they're uh, kind of easing up on a lot of the, the restrictions. It's not like Michigan. Michigan, I, I heard, is insane. Yeah. Like man. to the point to where it's like you can't go buy clothes or like like you can't go into the clothes department or the electronics department. Like it's all like yeah. tapered off. <laughs> people have lost their freaking minds. I, yeah. you know, there's – it's like people, people here, right, they're – it, like like we said, we, we don't want to take away from the seriousness. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is a thing. It has killed people. There are people that still have it. It's dangerous, whatever. That's true. People are, like, treating you like a horrible person if you're coughing. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go to Walmart with a mask on, and, like, I kind of – I have seasonal allerg allergies. You know what I mean? So it's like I'll be coughing, got a scr scratchy throat, you know, kind of clearing my throat, and people just, like, hating on you, like, giving you dirty looks because you're doing this thing. It's like, dude – I don't have COVID, obviously. Like, what do you? I don't know. I just kind of like you said. I think people are kind of in some areas, kind of taking it a little too far. But we're not here to talk about all about COVID. But oh no! If not, you wanted to say COVID something, cast. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not the COVID cast. I like that. That's good. We're here <laughs> to talk about some video games, some movies. Uh, it's Star Wars Day. May the Fourth be with you. Which by the time this posts, May the Fourth be with you. Yeah, yeah. May the Fourth be with you. Um, by the time this posts, though, it will have been over with star wars day technically but i mean let's be real whenever star wars day happens it's more like instead of may the fourth be with you it's more like may the week of the fourth be with you because there's going to be star wars stuff like talked about i mean obviously clone wars just ended i'm not cut up yet i don't know if you watch it um actually i haven't been able to get into it um for the past few years but really yeah clone wars at all uh, man here's the, here's the thing you're t and i have a special announcement later so you're you know you're gracing, oh, yeah. you're gracing, yeah, you're gracing us with your presence here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a huge Star Wars guy, I really am. But uh, there's just been something about the Clone Wars season one, man. Like, I could not, I have never been able to get past it. So finally, after Rise of Skywalker came out, you know, we did a bunch of Star Wars content on this podcast, and uh, I got a little Star Wars doubt for a while. But it's like my favorite story of all time. So 
I'm ready to be back. I've been playing some Switch games, trying to finish some stuff up. Um, really, hold on, hold on. what was your favorite story? The Rise of Skywalker or just Star Wars in general? Star Wars in general. I'm a huge, <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge Star Wars guy. Um, but I actually have something else that you might be surprised by. Not cut up on Clone Wars. I'd watched bits and pieces of it in the past, and like I know actually a lot of the story bits. Like you've watched it all, right? Yeah. So like the bits with Darth Maul and his brother and stuff like that, I know a lot about that stuff yeah. that was happening. But it just always kind of it just never really clicked with me. But I think I figured out what the problem was, and it was that I never watched the movie first. No, that's not the issue. That's not the issue. That is not that the movie is the worst. <laughs> well, I, I think I was just kind. I think I was just kind of lost. Like, who? Yeah, who's this girl? Like, yeah, like what's going on? Jedi? I've never heard about it. Exactly. Like, I mean, what's going on? Watch the movie. Definitely gives you a little bit more back, like context. But like, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I, I watched. Remember it. watching that movie in theaters. <laughs> Ooh, rough. Oof. Okay. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched it since. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you know I watched it last night, and I, whenever I say watch, you know I'm like working on stuff i was playing my switch i'm trying to i still have not finished pokemon talk about something that didn't click with me um been trying to finish up some switch games and uh you know i i watched that movie last night i was pleasantly surprised with what i saw actually i I didn't hate it don't feel a need to watch it again don't think it has a lot of rewatchability but it was nice you know i'd made it once disney plus launched i'd made it you know nine ten episodes into the first season i was like okay this is fine and everyone's like, dude, just get past the first season and the second season. Like, midway through the second season, it starts to pick up, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right. And obviously, people will say that you can watch Rebels, um, and you don't have to watch Clone Wars, but it's better if you watch Clone Wars than one than watch Rebels. So that's been the goal through this entire time. And uh, on our segment, The Wannabe Critics, we're actually going through the Fast and the Furious movies right now, reviewing them, because that's kind of what we do here is review stuff for a majority yeah. of it. So we've actually decided that we're going to do a season by season review of Clone Wars. So I wanted to get an early start, you know, since I'm the host, I need to brush up on my crap. But I'm I love Star Wars. What what did you without giving too much away, what did you think of the ending of the Clone Wars? Yeah. Haven't got there. So I'm episode actually I have it pulled up right here. I was watching right before we started. Um episode 6 into the the new the new season. Okay. Um but the I mean What's crazy to me is I, I feel like the first season wasn't that bad. It definitely wasn't the best, uh, but I, I feel like it was actually pretty good. But Rebels is one that I couldn't get into. So really? I don't know if you tried to dabble into Rebels, but uh, because the the prequel like timeline is my favorite timeline. Okay. Like it just is. Like that's my favorite. I think it's so rich with story. I think it's it's the the, the I would say the coolest in terms of like the the actual eras. Sure. Um, other than like the old republic, which again we haven't seen really anything come into like on screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Clone Wars, I'm I off the bat I was in love with. Um, just because it's that that period that I I really love. Whereas Rebels, I feel like was kind of like more eh. Yeah. And I feel like it was more geared toward kids. Like it had more kiddie stuff in it. I yeah. feel like which isn't bad. It's a, it's a cartoon, obviously. Yeah. I but, mean it's a. Uh, it's a graphic series. Wars, I feel like it was like a movie, but it was animated. Yeah. And that's, you know, I feel like I was kind of riding the hype train of a lot of the movies. And, um, you know, I just couldn't get into an animated series at the time. And it had nothing. The I'm not a huge TV guy, to be honest with you. Um, it had nothing. Mm. But I love The Mandalorian. Um, I loved every second of that. And, uh, Great show. Yeah. It's, it's, don't even get me started. We could talk yeah. for an hour just about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think I'm starting to finally come around. I'll put you this way, Mike. Um, 
Are, do you do you play Stardew Valley? I'm I'm going somewhere with this, just so you know. But do you play uh, it? I, I don't play Stardew Valley. I have played it though. Okay. Do you play Animal Crossing? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, so you're not into the casual games, man. You got to give it a try. No. Just get about ten hours in. It'll be great. You'll love it. You'll be trying to decorate your island and all that jazz. Uh, weeding I'm sure, it, all pulling that. all the weeds up. Yep, pulling all the weeds, selling them. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, um, whenever someone really knows you, it's like someone told me, I was like, man, Stardew, I will not play that game, not for me, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And my brother, he's like, dude, just play like 10 hours of it and you're it's going to click with you. And I'm like, no. And part of me isn't like, part of me is like, I don't, I don't, I want to be that guy. I just don't want it to click. I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. And, I think because that's just kind of how I am. I was raised an only child. I think that's kind of inherently in my nature. And, um, you know, I think I wanted to be that guy. It's like, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the Clone Wars. I love Star Wars. Don't want to talk about it. Well, after I finished the movie, got back into the first season, kind of picked up where I left off and kind of caught myself up. I actually got to a really good episode, and I was like, okay, this is cool. I understand now. And now I'm, like, yeah. wanting to get to, you know, the real meat of the story. So that's been my experience with Clone Wars, and I'm happy that... You know, I'm happy that I'm learning to appreciate it. But, I mean, those first seven, eight episodes, uh, there's an, I mean, right up until, uh, right before Dooku gets captured in the first season. Yeah. That's, like, kind of rough to get through. And, I mean, that's a couple of hours of content you have to get through to get to that point. Yeah. But, um, did you have that, something That's the hard thing about, like, TV shows. Um, but, which is interesting. I'm not much of a movie guy. I'm more of a uh, TV show guy. Okay. Nice. We got the yin and yang going on here. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So, you know, uh, what's you know, we were going to save this for the end of this discussion, I think, but I think I wanted to change it up a little bit. What have you yeah, been up to, it. man? Go ahead and plug your stuff. Tell us what you do. Tell us who you are just in case listeners don't know. Well, you uh, can find all our stuff at youtube.com forward slash play everything. Play everything is a uh, I, I, I haven't come up with a great way to describe it but it's a gaming and pop culture channel essentially um mostly podcasts at the moment uh we are wanting to do more um written word stuff or video essay like stuff uh, in the future reviews things like that um but yeah we're just a group of knuckleheads that got together and thought it would be a good idea to start a podcast and start start uh talking a bunch of nonsense with each other so that's uh that's really what uh play everything is but um i've been wanting to get into the games industry since a, a kid and I decided to leave my childhood home in Southern California and I moved up to the Bay Area to pursue that and I, that's what I've been doing the last you know five six years yeah and man good on you because honestly you know I've kind of followed your journey for a little bit and obviously I, we've talked about this before I found you on kind of funny um, and we kind of talked about how you got their attention and man that's awesome I've tried a, many a time to get one of them to appear on this podcast or just even to let me send them in some questions and stuff like that they're busy guys probably will never happen yeah. I'm gonna keep trying that's fine it's cool that you got that experience to be able to get in front of them and kind of give it a little bit of a turbo boost to your audience and um, I think you know kind of watching you guys' journey you know the, the confidence behind the microphones is getting better um, you know, it's, it's, it's concentrated content and it's, it's a little rowdy, you know, it's a little rowdy for a, a more conservative yeah. audience for sure. So if you're going to go into those waters, just make sure, you know, it's a yeah, not safe for work. It, yeah, <laughs> it, is not safe work. it is a party over there. Um, <laughs> it's great to have you on, man. I, I've, uh, I've been meaning to ask you for quite some time to get you on here. Um, 
so you, yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before you were chipped tooth gaming, um, what led to you wanting to? Uh, what is invite only? I mean, I see that behind there. You're you're a part of a. You've rebranded as Play Everything. Go ahead. Can you Correct. kind of can you kind of explain to me like what the what the ideology behind that is? Like what where that came from? What invite only is? All that stuff. Yeah. So uh, with Chip Tooth Gaming, it was that was the name of my channel when I first started out. It was a lot of solo content. It was a lot of me trying to figure out the, this stuff out, figure out OBS, figure out how to do you know work camera, operate all this, and figure all the technical stuff out. Um, and then. A little while into Chiptooth Gaming, I know we talked about this uh, before the show a little bit. Um, I kind of figured out that solo content wasn't really my game. And that's something I now I'm striving to get better at now and try to grow on. But at the time, it just it, it wasn't clicking. It wasn't going to click. Um, so then I was able to bring in essentially a group of people. I was able to bring in uh, Andreas, um, uh, you know, Sean, uh, Tombo, our producer, uh, we have another producer coming on board, Adrian. Um, we had Cynthia, uh, this girl named Cynthia on for a while. That was part of our crew. Um, and really kind of build this team of people where we are all just so unique and just diverse and thought that Play Everything kind of, you know, was becoming my channel to our, or Chip2 Gaming was becoming um, my channel to, from our channel, right? Um, so I, I felt like a name change was appropriate, uh, something to fit kind of what we are. And uh, Andreas actually had the name for the idea because we, between all of us, we play everything. Like we, we hit everything. Now, not one person plays everything, right? But between, you know, me being, you know, the kart racer, platformer, action adventure, story player kind of guy, right? Um, and Sean being more of the RPG, JRPG, RPG, um, racing game, fighting game, you know, expert. Um, anime expert and then Andreas being more the first person shooter um, sports game you know that that kind of gamer between all of us we play everything so that that's kind of where it came in and then there's also a little play on the PE with you know physical education but we're all sitting down playing video games right drinking that gamer fuel yeah do you you uh you you a fan of G Fuel no <laughs> I've never <laughs> tried it I've never tried it in my life man I'm telling you are you an energy drink guy uh, I am. I'm a big Red Bull guy. Man, I was too. Got that G fuel in your blood, man. If you ever try it, good luck going back. That's all I'm gonna say. Like I'm gonna have to try it. But so it's marketed as gamer fuel, correct? Yeah. So it's called G fuel. I think it's both the G is supposed to you know stand for gamer fuel. It's, gamer. Yeah, I'm a gamer. I'm a compete. <laughs> I'm a PC gamer. My drivers. <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's owned by Gatorade. But it is the official sponsor of esports, is what they say. I've tried five or six flavors. I've tried the sampler packs and stuff. I gotta say, man, it's it is all the focus and none of the crash, and it doesn't make my insides feel like disgusting. So it's got a lot of natural stuff in it. It's made from a lot of different uh, fruit powders and stuff like that. A lot of natural. Energy. I'm gonna have to try it out. I, now I am a like I said, Red Bull never makes me feel like that. Like Red Bull, I, I could fall asleep in like drink a red bull like yeah i dude i'm the same way i was yeah no i totally get it i'm the same way like i'm red bull especially that sugar free it's a life game changer uh, yeah the sugar free is the only one when yeah. i talk about red bull i'm talking about sugar free. same here bull. bro i'm the exact same way man i'm a big old fat guy i only have so many years on my life uh at least cut the sugar out you know yeah no i totally hear that as i smoke a cigarette with my red bull <laughs> 
yeah, man, give it a try. It's uh, it's pretty good. Um, I can text you about some different flavors to try and whatnot. But back to your um, content journey. Um, you guys are getting closer with each, you know, because I, I, I am subscribed to you guys' content, and I do check up on you. you. Um, YouTube.com forward slash play everything. Oh, there you go. Nice little plug. <laughs> um, it's one of those things, too, where you, where you find yourself in a similar boat of, like, I am kind of the opposite of you where I'm kind of a control freak. kind of goes back to that only child thing. Um, no. whereas I have co-hosts, I have people that help me with my content, but they're all very much aware. It's like, I'm, like you said, I'm driving the boat. Um, and their, their stuff. And it gets to that point to where it's like, Hey, whenever we start to get a bigger audience, I'd like the wannabe critic to be this thing of, you know, like the daily bugle or something like that, where, yeah. you know, it's like, it's more of an idea rather than a person. It's like, this is the gamers insider, you know, type thing. Like yeah. it, it's more of a, it's a group effort rather than just one guy. The wannabe critic thing is just an idea. Cause you and me can talk about hit microphone. You and me can talk about stuff all day. And at the end of the day, we're just wannabes. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the shtick yeah. is I'll, I'll put out an album review of something and someone wants to fight about it. It's like, dude, you're every bit of wannabe as me. Can, can you even play music? It's in the name. Why are you arguing? With exactly. Me? It's I'm in the name to be a critic. Exactly. A wise, a wise man once said, Know what you are and wear it like armor because then no one can harm you with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. There we go. Um, I've seen you guys' you know, steady, steady, slow but steady climb. Uh, you're, you're getting ever closer to that elusive thousand subscribers. Um, what have you noticed that's been kind of helping you kind of expand your content a little bit? Uh, honestly, I wish I had some kind of marketing team or like so, something to help me kind of dive into the numbers, but honestly, the, the more we kind of shed and kind of become ourselves and be able to do and expand and do more content and collaborations that I feel like that's what really helps the growth, but really finding, you know, and Andreas kind of hitting his uh, stride and Sean hitting his stride and, uh, the content looking better. And uh, it's, I feel like it's just a combination of things, but again, we, we're not saying that we are growing exponentially because we we have hit a uh, plateau of subscribers in the last you know year um but there was a while on the completely consensual podcast back when that was the gaming podcast um where we had such a good cadence as a group and it was just kind of off the like i go back when i'm like doing like reels uh, like hosting reels things like that and i go back and i just crack myself up watching like some of ours just because it was a wild west like uh, it, we were kind of insane and I loved it and we hit a really good stride and I feel like that's where most of our growth came from, but then interaction, right. Um, interaction, being able to uh, give back, right. Um, not, not that we're a giveaway channel, but you know, when we, when we did do giveaways, that was a nice bump. Honestly, when we did, when I've done kind of funny that to be honest, that wasn't most of our growth. I think a lot of it's been a lot of natural growth, um, which is good, which is what I want. Um, I, like the kind of funny bump for me didn't really exist. Like I got a little bit, but it wasn't a ton. Um, maybe like a hundred, 200 subscribers, maybe, um, the rest have all been kind of organic, which is again, what I want. I would rather want the organic growth than just kind of, you know, be bumped up like exponentially. Um, but it, I don't know, it's kind of finding the formula. We're still in that stage of trying to find, finding out like what our content slate's going to look like, what is doable, what's not doable, how how much do we want to double down on certain content. So uh, I feel like that's kind of where, like we're at a plateau right now, but a lot of it has just been consistency. I say this, I said this on the first podcast I did with you and every podcast I ever do is if you keep running the race, everybody else is going to get tired, tired and die out. 
and then you're going to be the, the one left. And then that's where that that's or, where it comes in growth is going to come from. Right. And I feel like, you know, obviously I think there's a lot of showrunners that try and rack their brain. And by the way, I meant no offense by the, about the kind of funny thing I just meant. I think no, 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 no. You, there, there's no offense. Yeah, I, okay. I, I was, that's just one thing. Yeah. Where... And I, I, I never thought that you had ever kind of gotten, I'm not, I, w- I had never thought that I, that you had gotten your main core audience from kind of funny. I just assumed that it, you know, being featured on their content a couple of times had probably helped you out a little bit, but I, oh, by yeah, no, no means no, you're it, running your own no, show. Yeah. So in no, no, in no way did you like allude to that. I was just saying that because, yeah. That, no, again, that, there's no offense taken with that whatsoever. That was just something I brought up. And that's something I would have been aware about, right? Um, that's one thing that uh, I've actually been really cognizant in the last uh, year or two because when it was – when I did kind of funny stuff, there was a lot of the, the Greg comparisons, right, where, where I have really tried to stay away from that a bit in terms of, uh, you know, just being something I'm not, like in terms of like being viewed as something that I'm not. Um but I mean that that's all struggle with anything that you do, right? You're you're gonna emulate emulate something, or you're I don't know. This kind of going off track topic, but man, let it um, go. Do let it this is finding your voice, right? Because yeah. when with kind of funny, it was very early on. It was me trying to find my voice, and then you know, and then you adapt, just like everybody. But yeah, again, no, there was no offense or anything taken with that. I was just bringing that up. Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, I I think it's awesome. I still think. If it, at the end of the day, if anyone hates on you for being able to get on that show, which is one of the most popular platforms, period, for game for video games right now, yeah. um, they're just jealous at the end of the day. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. Something I learned a long time ago is people people just want to look for something to be jealous about and hate on other people for. So, you know, it is what it is. But you obviously have proven yourself. You have an amazing studio in there. It's awesome. You have a really cool – that desk <laughs> that desk in there, that, uh, you know, the that, that table back there where you have all your yeah. episodes, it looks great, man. It's a great setup. And it's nice to see – at the end of the day, you know, whenever I saw you guys putting together your new studio um, – studio? Your new studio. studio. Um, studio? It was one of those <laughs> things where I was like, wow this is going to take off like this is going to be awesome people are going to react to this and sure enough you know over the past few months i've seen your guys's stuff continually grow and i'm like okay it kind of goes back to this thing of i have way less subscribers than you guys i have way less of a following and i actually tweeted at you you know the other day about how you were saying like it seems like it might not kind of feels at times like it's never enough and it's like dude at the end of the day I'm proud of my studio, quote unquote. It's a very modest home studio. It it gets me what I need. At the end yeah, of the day, exactly. yeah, it's like whenever it gets you the content that you want, that you're proud of, I've already won. Like, it's not about if my content is better than yours or vice versa. It's am I proud of my content? It's like golf. If you're trying to beat someone yeah. in golf, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're so, a competitive golf player, yeah. there's something wrong with you. What are what is this? The PGA? I don't think so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But, but yeah. yeah, no, th- that is the one thing where it is wh- when we got the space, which hopefully we are going to be renewing our lease for the space for the next couple of years. Um, I-, I fell in love with it because when you look back at some of our older stuff, um, e- even just, you know, a year back, it was we were in a dining room like we were in a dining room in, an op- in a two bedroom apartment. And I tried to make it look as studio as possible, which I think I did a really good job. In you did the best of like you could, the, man. The look of it. That adjacent yeah. table, um, I was like, man, I was like, is this what the kids are doing these days? Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it worked. It, it, it had the effect, I think, that you were going for. You made it work yeah, the mean, best you possibly the, could. There was a stove right to the like, left of us. 
yeah you know and like i had to cover it with like a curtain mm -hmm. and uh like just finding these creative ways this you know the movie magic where it's like okay how can we make it look as professional as possible right um so when we got this place, it, it's just memories like that I'll forever have, like finding the place and being like, oh, this could be like the studio place and like kind of imagining it and then being able to build off that. And then now, now it's just, it's getting to the point where it's almost done. Because the last year, it's always been like slowly like building and adding on and adding on and how can I make this work and how can I uh, make this work with the whole setup and be able to pull things up for the podcast and yada, yada, yada. Um, so now we're finally getting the place where it's like, once we get this locked in for the next three years, I think we're going to have some, some really good success with, uh, kind of being able to pump out content, things like that. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's, it's coming along nicely and it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's encouraging really is what it is. Um, cause it's like, you know what, these guys, they're doing it right. Like they're doing it just like how everyone else does. Like you just do the best you possibly can. And even if you can see the curtain, even if you can see behind the curtain and see what's going on, the fact that you take the step, no one, you obviously don't have a multi-million dollar studio or even a studio that's, you know, like movies, whatever, you know, yeah. I, I feel like there's those, there's only like one IGN, you know what I mean? There's only a handful yeah. of IGNs and things like that. And people know that, but the fact that you take time to try and make it look good and try like, you know, something as simple as just hanging guitars in the background or, you know, kind of putting, it's like, Hey, I like that Batman comic. I like that record. I like those amiibos, stuff like that. People get to know your personality and they can see you're trying to be entertaining and it's not boring. It's, it's something, it's kind of spicy, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Um, I love yeah, seeing that. it's important. It's the it shows the personality and like what the guitars that you put in the background, things that you put in the background. Um, it it shows people you give a crap about the content that that you care uh, on what you're putting out. I think that's so important because you have these you know YouTubers in their their blank background, you know, and they're just talking about you know the Kardashians and this and that, and they have a million subscribers, and it's like. I'd rather be smaller and like care about yeah. like what it looks like and what yeah. the content is. Same here, man. I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm kind of going riding your wavelength here a little bit and I didn't mean to cut you off. We're using no, zoom. We're using zoom by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, it kind of the, the, some of the stuff kind of gets lost in translation and that natural feel. Um, but I, I kind of get what you're saying. I'd rather have 10 faithful people that are ride or die that listen to every single episode, which we do. We have at yeah. least 10 people that listen to every single piece of content we put out. And to me, that's – if I have those 10 people at all times, it's like I will do the best I can to deliver them that content every single time. And that's what I want. Having 100 people follow you is cool, but how many of them actually care and how many of them are actually hating on you? Um, yeah. So I – Or, yeah, how, how many are just following you to be able to tweet at you when you fall down, right? Yep. Um, or catch you when you're when – you're, uh, pants are down yeah um and, and that's the thing that's some of the one motto i always hold true is a, a thousand true fans can change your life forever whereas a million you know kind of passer buyers aren't fair really weather move the, the move the needle yeah no i totally i totally get that man it's it's been really cool to see your journey and uh i as the wannabe critic i i, I wish you guys all the best i hope it continues to get better for you i appreciate that man you too i i know that i know it's tough but yeah. Uh, like I said, you keep running the race, it's going to pay off. Yeah, it was one of those things. I think we st I started back in September on the YouTube channel. And uh, it was one of those things like, okay, I'm ready to, to do something a little bit different. And starting that YouTube channel, this YouTube channel, 
Um, we have 168 people subscribed to to me. I have I keep saying we because there's people that I say we because there isn't it isn't just me that made this happen. There's uh, at least 168 other people that help make me get to this point, you know, to where I yeah. feel confident enough to to be on camera doing stuff like this and and whatnot and other however many people more that got me that helped me get to this point so whenever i say we i'm talking like everyone that was a part of this process and that still is currently a part of this process um it was did like you he, say september yeah so this past september uh is whenever that's I started. great man you're you're going right now like that's awesome 160 you said 168 yeah 168 subscribers um that's awesome man you're you are well on your way for being not even a year in right yeah i appreciate that man my goal was I started in September and I was like, all right, guys, you know, for those of you who are watching by the net, by, you know, like my fifth or sixth video, which I got to say, I'm pretty proud of myself because I have not missed one week of uploading content. And there's been multiple weeks, multiple weeks where I've uploaded a couple of times, um, it, which was a really cool feeling. And I was like, okay, by next September, I want to have a hundred subscribers. And I hit that by January. And which uh, a big part of that was, I think, because I had a friend that gave me a shout out. She does YouTube for a living. Her name's Jamie French. Um, shout out, Jamie. Yeah, she, she's a uh, she's pretty cool. Um, she gave me a shout out, and she was like, "Hey, you know this." She gave me. I was kind of blown away. She was like, "This guy's editing's good. His audio sounds good. Um, he's funny." You know, which I was like, "Whatever." Um, <laughs> his thumbnails are good. You know, he, he, like she's like, "I believe in this guy like strongly." So that was a really cool endorsement. Got me like you know. 20 or 30 subscribers to get me to that 100 and I was like okay well let's set a bigger goal you know and maybe we won't achieve it how about next January let's try and get to 500 so that's kind of where I'm at right now that's my next step is you know trying to make diverse content trying to get to that point where I can have 500 subscribers because obviously at the end of the day the goal is to try and pay your bill doing something you love right yeah exactly so, but I appreciate and that, hey, man. If you could pay your, if you could pay your bills with, you know, ten thousand subscribers, so that's awesome. Heck yeah, like, man! If you're winning, like you don't need, you don't need a million. Yeah, no, I'll take, I'll take a thousand. I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, the goal is to pay our phone bill, which is, a, it's not. I mean, it's a significant amount, but it's not like crazy. But it's like, if I can pay our freaking phone bill making YouTube videos, that's amazing to me. You know, yeah, um, that, that's awesome, that's and that is such a great way to look at it. Look at everything you do in terms of like. That, that you love, right? Almost as uh, a, a bill that you want to pay. Like that, that's kind of something that you want to set out. But I mean, a thousand people, you know, $10 each, like you're good. Like yeah. you can live. And that's, that's what's important and keep in perspective because it's never about the money, but it's being able to keep doing it and do it. Like if I didn't have a job, like if I didn't have a full-time job or you didn't have a full-time job, like the amount of content that we would be able to push out and the quality of content and the devotion and the time that we'd be able to put into it, it would be night and day. So every, every time where it's like, people are like, Oh, don't even like, don't think about the money. It's like, well, at the end of the day, the money is what's going to be able to get like this full time in terms of being able to put, you know, your heart and soul into the thing right. that you love because obviously I do it as a hobby, right? I do it and I don't get paid for it. And I, you know, chill out this kind of, um, uh, studio and I didn't get paid for a dime for it, but I love it. You know, I yep. love doing it. So obviously the passion's there. It's just exactly um, being able to quit the full-time job and be able to make this the full-time is obviously. The right. Thing. Well, and it's nice to like, I, 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 everything you're saying is speaking to me and it got to the point to where people were listening to my content, you know, here in mid Missouri and they're like, Oh my God, 
you know, and I'm not saying I'm some, it, it's, there's a format, there's a formula to follow to having good quality sounding audio. You know this, you run your show. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. You buy nice equipment, you get your levels right. Surprise, you have good sounding content. You know, you know how to make some simple edits, you're good. So I was working for some people for a while and it just, it got to the point where I was like, I'm not passionate about this. I would rather be starving. And yeah. um, they were paying me good. They are paying me $300 a week to produce content. And it was like, this is amazing. You know, for the first couple of weeks, it's like, wow, this is crazy. You know, I'm making, I'm making money doing something that I love. And for a couple of weeks, it kind of felt like I was getting paid to do my own show because I was still trying to keep up with my content. Yeah. But the fire was gone, man. And it was like, it's, that's whenever I learned, it's like, yeah, I had an extra 1200 bucks in my bank account at the end of each month, which was fine. But I was like, man, I'm not any happier. <laughs> um, no, it, that's that's so funny because that's a hundred percent what what I've come to realize. Where it's like, I there was a, before the COVID, I I was working two jobs and then doing the channel full time. So I essentially had three full time jobs. Um, uh, I was a game capture studio, still love it, still uh, or a production studio for like uh, game trailers, things like that. I love doing that, um, but my realization throughout doing this is like, I don't know if I want it. Like I set out to make a portfolio for a resume. Right. Uh, when I started the channel and then I got to this point in my life where I was like, I don't know if I necessarily want to work at an IGN. Like, I don't know if I necessarily want to work at a game spot or like a, um, one of these bigger companies, like, unless like I was able to do my content, like, I don't know if I would want that. I kind of just want to make it work for me. Um, and it's funny because that's what this channel was kind of founded on was originally was me doing that portfolio and then getting the realization of like, I don't want to say other people's words because that's what it's going to have to be. Like you're going to yep. have to do videos that you don't want to do or that you're not passionate about or, you know, and obviously when you start off at these places, you don't have leverage to be able to, you know, kind of do the things that you want. And obviously you can make things, and just be like, here, if you guys want it, you yeah. can have it. If not, I'm going to post all my stuff. Right. Um, and then obviously that, that can get in the sticky area as well. But at, at the end of the day, you don't have control. You don't get to be hundred percent truly you. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the one thing where I'm, it's always a balancing act. If I should just, you know, if I should even, you know, try to attempt to work at one of those places or keep doing this. And then at the yeah. end of the day, I've kind of realized like kind of doing this, unless it's, a hundred percent something where it's like I could keep doing this or they let me be a hundred percent me. Yeah. Do a hundred percent of what I want to do. And then if it fails, it fails and we'll adapt and yeah. change things and work on other things. Yeah. I totally hear that man. And I, I vibe with that because um, I very much am like, after I quit that, I was like, they're like, well, why, why are you quitting? And I'm like, it just isn't a good fit. Like it's, it doesn't fit. <laughs> um, it yeah. doesn't make sense for me to do this cause I don't care about it. Um, it feels, I don't want it to feel like work and borderline, you keep something simple. It's never going to feel like work really. Um, am I going to stay up till two or three tonight working on my new podcast? Yes, I am. Why? Because I believe in it and I think it's good. At the end of the day, whenever you have something you're proud of that you made the decision, you're the one that pulled the trigger on it. No amount of money is going to change the way you feel about that. You might have the money. You might take the money and be like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. But you're always going to be like, yeah, this is cool. But I'm really still freaking proud of this thing, you know. And that's 
that sounds like you're kind of have the same mindset that that I have, you know, and I think that's awesome, man, that you can, you have integrity. That's what it's called. That's the word for yeah. it. It's integrity. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. I mean, there was a time where, um, I'll be able to divulge this, but, um, I, there was a time before we got into this place where, um, it was actually GameStop, uh, game, sorry, GameSpot, uh, one of the recruiters, um, hitting me up and we were about to go into the interview process and it was for a host there. And just the whole time I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, there's no way that they could let me do this. And like, am I really going to pull the trigger? Like with the, the job offer now, obviously never got to the point to where I would have to, you know, make the decision, but it, it got real close. Like it got real close to the, the, the interview process where it was like, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to decide. And that's one thing where it's like, I don't think I'm ready to just give this up yet. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you're a, you're a music guy, right? I mean, a, a little bit. I, a little bit. I don't know why I just said yeah, but yeah, a, a little bit depends. Well, could kind of wrap up this subject. I'm gonna tell you a story. You like you like the Foo Fighters? Are you a Foo Fighters guy yeah, I do. at all? Love the Foo Fighters. So Dave Grohl, I do too. I'm in love with Dave Grohl. I am. He's a beautiful yeah, man. He's a phenomenal. I human. I can't tell you how much time I'm, I'm a drummer. Um, I play a, a, other instruments, but my main thing is drums. And I can't tell you how many times as a teenager I was studying that guy, and I knew just about I know just about just about as much about. Dave, Dave Grohl, as you can find on the internet, honestly. I was kind of obsessed with him for a while. But I kind of studied him for a long time, his style of playing, and tried to kind of emulate it. And eventually I found ways to sprinkle that into my own style of playing the drums. Yeah. But he tells this story about how after Kurt Cobain killed himself, um, he is recording the first Foo Fighters record because he did it all himself. And about two weeks into recording it, Tom Petty and the Heartbreak, Tom Petty calls him up and he wants him to come play drums for him on Saturday Night Live. And he's like, oh my God, you know, Tom Petty's like this huge hero of mine, whatever. So he goes, he plays SNL and he freaking kills it, like does awesome. And he tells a story is like, at that point in time, Tom Petty was like, dude, be my drummer. And he says, he, he remembers like having the phone up here and he's like, I just remember telling Tom Petty I wasn't going to play drums for him. And I just like, I just remember hanging up the phone and being like, See what happens. Yeah. And lo and behold. That's, that is, I've never heard that story. That is a phenomenal story because it's one of those things where it's like, you just like, you're you always, don't know. either side of it, you're going to be a, a, a what if, right? Yep. On either side of it, you're going to be, if you, you fail on, on one side, you're going to be like, oh, what if I would have went the other route? Um, but that, I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like Kurt Cobain just died. You were in one of the greatest bands of all time, in yes. my opinion. And now that's gone. That's that's ripped from under over. you. And now your hero is hitting you up to play for him, and you decide to go. You know, now I'm 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 good. I kind of want to do my thing. Yeah, which kind of want which which kind of crazy. It's like he would go on to play for Tom Petty on a variety of different occasions. You know, on a spot here and there. So it's like he still got to play with his hero on multiple occasions. Yeah, but the bridge was, wasn't burned. It, exactly. Which, you know, there's a doc. There's an amazing documentary. It's called Sound City. I don't know if you've ever watched it or heard of it, mm-hmm. but there was a uh, there was a little recording studio in California, um, and it shut down recently. But it pumped out some of the greatest albums ever made. Oh, are you still there? Oh, here I am. Okay, awesome. My my zoom my oh, zoom froze. I was like, oh shoot. You had like all the Fleetwood Mac stuff there. You had you had a lot of like some of the greatest albums ever made there. Um, it's an amazing documentary. I highly recommend it if you're a music guy Don't at you all. Get out? Yeah, I would. I think it's free on YouTube with ads. Ooh. But 
long story short, kids, um, you never know what's going to happen. And, and, you know, Michael Double D Doherty. Um, is that how you pronounce your last name? Doherty? Doherty. Doherty. Yeah, you just never know. We are we are products of that. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're doing something because we believe in it and we love it. And uh, we are happy to see you on your journey, Mike. Um, we're going to kind of throw it to a different topic, but what do you say we take a little break? i got to go pee. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Welcome back, my fellow wannabes. What you guys don't know is that me and Mike have actually been talking off camera from what you've seen for like 45 minutes now giving me some uh insider tips and some good feedback so but we were ready to uh resume the next part of our show we're gonna we're actually it's may the 4th right now i mean for the love of god like for another hour where i'm at it's may the 4th and um i thought it might be a good time to kind of talk about a little bit more star wars and i'm obviously like that was supposed to be the main topic of this i'm glad we got to talk about you know your stuff as well because that was Probably a far more interesting conversation than what we're about to have, but oh, thank you. Um, so let, let me ask you this: How big of a Star Wars fan would you say that you are? Are you like mega fan? I'm, I'm okay. So I used to be like a mega fan. I would read like the Mace Windu novels and like all the extended uh, you uh, the extended universe. Um, but now I I I hold a very big place for it in my heart. I'm still a big fan. But I feel like I tolerate a whole lot of uh, a whole lot less bullcrap okay. um, with it now. <laughs> so like, uh, man, the what was what was episode? This is how bad it is. Uh, episode eight. Uh, what's the name of that? Last Jedi. Last Jedi. That's it. Last Jedi really, really put a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> for uh, Star Wars in general. But I mean, I, I still love the the Clone Wars. I watched. I binge watched all that. I'm uh, watching uh, the last season now. Um, I, I played Jedi Fallen Order. I, I, I still like, if it comes out, I kind of want to consume it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just not into that place anymore where I could spend all this time in terms of the expanding universe, all the like, right. extra stuff, unless it's like good. Right. Like, if it's good, I will consume it. But like, I, I have much more of a filter than I did when I was a, when I was a wee child. Right. Well, I guess I'm still a wee child at heart because I can talk about it all day and <laughs> totally understand your hate. I can hate. talk about it all day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I still, sure. love, like, there's still, like, timelines and, like, uh, things that I love about Star Wars that I could talk about and talk about and talk about. But yeah. I'm not going to, like, I don't dive into the uh, expanded universe a ton. I don't do the comics. Right. Um, as a kid, I owned so many Star Wars toys. I would build like these awesome box cardboard box space stations to be able to like house like all of them like right. and I, I was telling you I think off the uh, podcast was that off podcast in the beginning um, about like that the weirdly enough prequels is like my favorite like favorite era yeah we call that like you're talking to a guy that basically we started our podcast talking about Star Wars first and. Um, you know, that, that theme is kind of continuing, but like you, we talk about it being like your star Wars, that's like your star Wars is the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. type thing. Well, not, not even the prequel trilogy, the prequel timeline, Ta- prequel like, timeline, that era. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I, I do. I, I definitely think the, the prequels are, um, a lot better than people, uh, give them credit for. Yeah. I also think they are, have some really rough spots in them. Um, but just that timeline, I, I think it's just so rich and that's why I love seeing things come out that are able to go in and expand more on that. Like the new season of clone wars or, uh, Jedi fallen order. Um, that, that to me is like my, the richest, like 
period in the Star Wars history other than the Old Republic, which, again, I want to see that kind of get brought to this big screen. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I think the prequel trilogy or the prequel era is probably the most fascinating um, next to like, I think it probably goes for me as far as being like fascination wise. I'm, I really like the prequel trilogy, the prequel era. And then I actually really like the new trilogies era as well. I want to see that kind of get fleshed out more and kind of get some more backstory on that. Which um, is uh, like the new trilogy has better acting um, and it, it looks better. Right. Um, but the things that they missed on were like coherent story like like you can uh crap on the the prequels for all 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 that it rightfully deserves right but the story to me is a really intricate and fascinating story in terms of like this big empire that is so powerful that falls because it 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 overlooks things and it's just like this i don't even know like the most interesting arc in that is the actual arc of the jedi uh, order I agree. Um, it's not even Anakin, right? Yeah, um, I agree that, with that's you. That's probably like my least interested part of that, um, the whole timeline. Um, but like what the world was before the Empire and like, yeah, it, because they have two completely different the whole vibes, like, war, the, but with the whole like basically what basically the Game of Thrones within the Senate around that time. Yeah. And like even things where it is like oh like the the worlds outside of Coruscant right that yeah. hate the Jedi because you know they they're not doing anything for them like yeah. they, they've forgotten about them and yada 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 and it's like to me that's like I I just love that like that Coruscant world and that just that universe at that time yeah. and then that that's my favorite part and like how they were tricked into basically letting the giant horse into their gates yeah um that to me that's like fascinating and then i like i like the uh the the original trilogy as well and then the new ones i'm like it just lacks a direction whereas like at least the prequels had a solid roadmap where it's going yeah yeah they had a solid what what it's trying to accomplish where it's like that one was just those are just all over the place where it's like i enjoyed the the latest one episode nine um but it was just all over the place and kind of unoriginal whereas even though the prequels we're bad in a lot of parts of yeah. it. Um, it was original. Like it was yeah, super original. It is. And, and it felt completely different than uh, the original trilogy, which yeah. I think it just makes it really stand out. Whereas the new one, the new trilogy is like, Harkening so back. the same. Yeah. It's like, I would love that to feel completely different. Just like the, the prequels did. Right. Yeah. And I, I think we, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. Like um, there are things that I love about the the new trilogy. Like I I love the Last Jedi, but I also love the Rise of Skywalker, which apparently I'm in a a, a minority of people that love both. Um, I think they both have their place. I I like what they did with Luke Skywalker's character. Um, come at me. Uh, the things that the original trilogy do well, they do really well, and that's that's never gonna change ever. Um, the stuff that's really good, the stuff that's really cool that always hits is always going to be there. The stuff that's bad can in a way, I don't want to say be overlooked, but you just, you kind of know it's there. It's almost getting to the point for me where it's like, we know in a new hope that stormtrooper bonks his head on the thing. Like that's a huge mistake. How could you let that happen? Blah, 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 blah. Um, that's kind of where I'm getting at with the prequels in a lot of ways. Um, well, and it gets a like classic treatment, but also 
everything that's so good is so good that yes. the bad is kind of outweighed. Whereas on the prequels, I could see for a lot of people, there's so the bad is so bad that it really outweighs the yeah, good in it. Exactly. Um, whereas I'm kind of like where you're at, like at in terms of thinking it the opposite way. Right. Um, can make allowances the new for it. Trilogy though, it's like episode eight was exactly the bad that was in the prequels with none of the good that was in the prequels. Like it had the corny CGI, had the corny pointless scenes that had the, that a lot of points, really bad corny acting. And then it didn't have the redemption of, Oh, this is really cool scenery. This is really cool. Like world that they're building. This is really cool era that they're building. That's kind of how I kind of view it because it was like, just so like unoriginal and just, uh, I, I have a really hard time with the, the, the last two on the trilogy. Now, nine was entertaining. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to turn this into like a Last Jedi episode or, or a Rise of Skywalker. So I think, feel like I've talked these movies to death, but yeah. I feel like everybody has. Um, the things that worked for me, it's like I loved seeing Luke Skywalker back on screen in The Last Jedi. I love this stuff with Rey and Kylo Ren. There's a lot of flaws in that movie. I think there's a lot of really good looking things in the movie actually like crate. That's a pretty cool planet. Um, but a lot of, there's a lot of bad in there too. Like Cantal bite. We can talk about that for God knows how long. Um, rise of Skywalker. I feel there was just something missing. You know, there was, I enjoyed my time with it. There was just a, something that felt off about it. And I think a huge part of that was just being the emperor didn't feel right. Um, you know, that, but again, I, I, I don't want to talk about those movies. I actually want to talk about Star Wars as a whole. And, you know, the, the New Republic is starting to shell out its content. Um, you know, it's, it's about to start distributing things and things like that. I'm, I'm excited to get into that. Are you going to be on board with any of the comics, the books, anything that the New Republic has to offer? We'll see. I'm, I'm for quality. So, I mean, if it's really compelling stories, then I'm here for it and I will get into it. But if it's a lot of the drivel that's kind of been put out in the expanded universe, uh, then I'm probably going to pass on it. I will definitely give it a try. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I just kind of, it has to grab me. Yeah. At I, this point, I'm too I hear busy. That. I have too many things to do. It exactly. To grab me. Exactly. And that kind of leads me to my next thing with Star Wars is so Jedi Fallen Order. It's one of the biggest games that came out. Well, that's last year, right? Came out last year. Wasn't this year? No, it was last. It year. It was yeah, last year. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Year. It was the end of last year. Yeah, end of last year. Technically, and that's it's this year if you're the game award. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which is unfortunate. I actually heard that you know that game would actually be disqualified because of the time period it was released. It would not be a part of the game awards for this year. No, well, no, last year it wasn't part of the game awards. And then this year, it should be part of the Game Awards year, right? Is it? I thought that's how it was. Because last year, it, it was before the Game Awards, but it was after the cutoff. Okay. So I think it would be in consideration, just like Smash Brothers was this year. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I think I think it would be. Uh, I Do I think it has a chance of winning? No, because it has a very stacked plate against it this year. Yeah, no kidding. Which is unfortunate, because it would have won last year. Last year was garbage. Yeah. I, what even came out last year, man? Exactly. I don't <laughs> like, remember. I don't remember. Gone. Like, great. <sighs> like, that's what I, I mean. I, days it was gone. a fine game. Definitely no, it wasn't. Grab. Mike, no, it wasn't. It was it not. Was a fine game. It, for it was 60, a fine game. $60? This is the thing. This is the I thing. Mean, I told all my friends, I spent 80 hours in that game. I told all my friends, I was like, I'm giving it the. There was cool stuff that happened. And I would. Way more time than I yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I. So I guess I, you would be the. <laughs> well, the thing the is. 
I was fully on board for it, and I spent a lot of time in the game. I was really enjoying myself in some areas. I'm like, wow, it is just not fun to drive this motorcycle at all. And why do you keep having me come back to the, to Mother Base only to tell me to go exactly where I just was? That takes 10 minutes. They tried to, yeah. like, artificially yeah. add time. And it's like, this isn't, you're not Red Dead Redemption 2. Quit trying to be Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, that's, you're, you're not. Um, and it just totally feels like they totally wanted to be. They wanted to be Sons of Anarchy meets Red Dead Redemption 2. But don't even get me started on that game. <laughs> not worth $60. $30, maybe. Um, well, is it better than The Order? The Order 1886? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, good one. <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, I have... Yeah, so, I, I'm trying to think of what... Sorry. I was, I was trying to think of what came out last year. I don't even... I, I can't... I mean, Red Dead, right? Red Dead came No, out 2018, year. bro. Oh, my God. It's all 2018. Together. Yeah, dude, it You're really right, is. Whole studio. Yeah, yeah. 2018 because spy, we had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Spider-Man, and Red Dead all came, all came out in the same year. Um... Yeah, you Google that while I'm doing this. Uh, while, yeah, I'm, while I'm going, you, what I'm going. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sekiro. Sekiro. There we go. That would that that one game of the year though, did it not? Yes, it did. Okay, haven't played that game either. It, it came down to one of those things. It was like, am I going to get Sekiro or am I going to get Jedi Fallen Order? Um, I've played Dark Souls. I played Bloodborne. I know what that style of combat is like. I know. I, I got. I got the list. Okay, let's hear it. Death Stranding, Control, Sekiro, Resident Evil Two, Super Smash Brothers. Outer Worlds, which Super Smash Brothers is technically 2018. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Apex. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Okay, that that one, that was a note. Gears Five, Metro Exodus, Devil May Cry Five, Borderlands Three. Oh yeah, Borderlands. I didn't even think about that last year. That just goes to show how unmemorable it was. That's that's actually a pretty stacked little thing there, though. Like little yeah, little list. Is it though? Is it though? Like all because it's a a game that used to be good and has a three on the end of it doesn't mean it's. Yeah, I was more referring to just, like, the list in general, like, just the fact that we had Borderlands 3. I don't know if you played Death Stranding. I love my time I spent in that game. Um, I haven't jumped into it yet. That's one where it's like, okay, yeah, Death Stranding's good, but, like, yeah. you stack that up against this year. Yeah, not uh, even close. a very hard time. Yeah, not even close. Um, point made, uh, Jedi Fallen Order came out last year, and it there was a lot of things that came out. Look... I know once I dive into this game, I'm going to love it. I played the first 30 minutes, and I'm like, yeah, I liked this game better the first time whenever it was called Uncharted 2. Whenever you're climbing on the train and stuff, I'm like, they ripped this directly out. It's the same sequence. Like, it's almost identical to whenever he's crawling on the train and stuff like that. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of video games have that trope, though. Yeah, that's true, and that's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's an amazing thing, whatever. And it was one of those things, I can't remember what exactly I was playing. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, me and my buddy GameShare, so I downloaded Jedi Fallen Order. And it seems like whenever I buy games, there's more weight to them for some reason, which is stupid. Um, yeah. But it was like, great. I played it for an hour. I'm like, this is awesome. Turned it off. Haven't turned it back on since. But it's kind of becoming one of those things like my time is freeing up now. And I'm speaking to someone who does have the platinum trophy for the game. Um, is Who's it that? And that's Mike Double D Doherty. <laughs> um is that a hard platinum to go for? Because I've been trying to platinum my games more recently. Um, how difficult no. is it? It's not. It's not difficult at all. Very achievable. Very attainable. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was actually a really fun platinum. Uh, I I felt that game. Talk about a game that grabbed me. And like I, I forget about it sometimes. Like like which is weird. But like it had such a satisfying story. 
where again we're going back to like my favorite kind of time period where you know yeah um you know i I guess i have to extend it a little bit into after episode three kind of the aftermath of it all right um but like because i love the politics of it i love like the the things that you pick up along the way i won't spoil anything um and the world and the mechanics feel really good and the powers like as you upgrade you feel more like that's important you feel like each progression that you get to that you're getting more powerful and you feel like an actual um, jedi yeah and the combat was just phenomenal and uh the story was so so and you it just gave you that feeling of like you care about these characters in a way that you cared about the original cast like oh you know he's charming he's got the jokes he you know she's kind of a stickler blah 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 like and it did it in a, an original way, at least with the story in a Star Wars way. Now, again, it has a lot of video game tropes in it, where it's like you mentioned in the very opening of the game, but it gets so much better um, past the opening where it's like, it, man, it, it's a good story. And like it has a great surprise at the end. All right. Well said. That, that's a mini review from uh, Stinkin' Play Everything right there with uh, Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> I can't wait to jump into it. That's probably going to be the next game I'm going through. Honestly, I have a couple of things. I'm like, okay, I got to beat five games, uh, at least five games for my backlog before Cyberpunk comes out. That's my goal. Um, and it doesn't help that I have two massive JRPGs to play right now, Persona 5 and... Um, Final Fantasy? Yeah, Persona 5 and Final Fantasy and Xenoblade comes out this year, which uh, I have to play because of um, uh, something I'm about to talk about here in a minute. Well, you got you got that, and then you got um, Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us. Last out. of Us, that's right. It's it's a pretty stacked year. It's so a stacked you, year. You got some. Yep. That's... I I completely blew all my back uh, catalog time. Like I uh, now we're getting to the point where these games are going to start coming out. Yep. And I'm like crap, I haven't started day or Death Stranding yet. And yeah. I haven't started this, and I haven't finished this, and it's like. Oh man. Yeah, and I will tell you, like with Death Stranding, I actually have. Well, you won't know what it means, so never mind. Um, because you haven't played the game. I will say with Death Stranding, like, give yourself twenty hours before you pass judgment on it. Because if you say after ten hours you don't like this, you didn't even try, really. Yeah. Um, it's very jap. It's very Japanese, and I mean that in a really good way. Um, it's getting to the point where we're gonna have to wrap up the show pretty soon. Uh, oh. but. I have really enjoyed our time. I, I wanted to take this opportunity, you know, it is it being, I kind of made the joke, like it's not really May the 4th be with you. It's May the week of the 4th be with you, you know, uh, kind of that thing. So we're actually yeah. doing some cool stuff over here. We are actually launching um, three new podcast feeds, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a, a channel for each thing. And I actually, you know, Mike can kind of give a firsthand uh, review of sorts. He kind of got a sneak peek at something I'm doing. Um, we're launching a podcast called Storytime. It is a Star Wars podcast, and basically it is built off of a narrative that I, my, my, I'm myself and a couple of other people have been working on, and it's also got, um, there's this book called Star Wars Alien Archive that we're kind of taking some things from to kind of build that narrative. Uh, Mike, I didn't tell you I was going to do this to you, but what, what were kind of like your first thoughts? You know, what was your I, thinking on this, on the on the clip you heard? I really enjoyed it. So it, uh, I kind of told you if anybody out there knows the podcast lore, um, it's very much star Wars meets lore. And I, I think from, from what I heard of it, it's really, really well done. Um, and like I said, I, it's, I don't know, it, it's just a super cool idea. You don't see a lot of people kind of doing stuff like this. Um, so you should be very excited for that. If, uh, you are listening to the wannabe critic, um, because 
it it's you don't see a lot of people actually put time into a project like this and let alone do it well um i like i said it's a really cool story telling star wars show but done in a really cool way there you go and i did not pay him to say that so there you go <laughs> you did not i can confirm <laughs> um so we have that launching uh we also have um another podcast feed game club will be launching which is a show where i and another guest will play through four episodes of something um you know or we'll record four episodes of something and schedule it out over time and by that fourth episode you'll know what our general thoughts are on that game are we going to keep reviewing it are we going to keep talking about it you'll know the first game on our list is crosscode um which i don't have you played crosscode mike i have not oh my god dude you got to check it out do you like mmos uh, not really. Ish. Okay, but what if an MMO was a single player game? Uh, I mean, sounds like my thing, you know. There you go. Single right player. there, right there. I'm gonna put it to this way. I spent 30 hours in this game so far. 30, three o, three with an o in front of it. Okay. Or behind it. How does that work? I'm. I was behind raised. It. I was raised in Missouri. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 30 hours of this game. I have not even got past the first the first area yet. We're three episodes into our review. Haven't gotten past the first area. So it is a massive game. So you'll be wanting to check that out. Also, me and my lovely wife, we have a segment that we've had on the show for a long time called The Guy and His Wife. That will be getting its own separate podcast feed as well. We are going through the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now because she doesn't remember any of it the first time she saw it. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, I, I feel like, and Mike, you can kind of elaborate on this. I just wanted to kind of announce those things in passing. We'll be talking about them more and more as we get more and more shows out there. Do you feel like it's good to have a proper channel to go through things? Because at first it was like, okay, the wannabe critic, we're doing album reviews, we're doing beer reviews, we're doing music reviews, movie reviews, we're doing all this different stuff, and it's like not everyone wants to hear everything you have to say. Do you feel like it's good to have like a proper channel for everything to kind of go to to reach that potential audience? Yes and no. I don't know. That's very hard because that's something that we struggle with where it is like, completely consensual tech fever and invite only should probably be on different channels. Like we should probably have a gaming channel, not a gaming channel. Um, but at this point it's basically like you would have to rebuild everything. It's hard with like, especially if you're doing YouTube um, because you can't get like scheduling abilities or custom thumbnails like right off the bat. So uh, I, that's something I even struggle with. I definitely think yes is the right answer. Um, but it, it's kind of, easier said than done um basically starting from scratch again yes yeah. who says the you know the the people that listen to you now would want to come over you know how hard it is to get people to click on a goddamn or a gosh dang <laughs> so it's okay i appreciate you censoring and i yeah. I, 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 I got yeah I, I definitely know where you're coming from and my thing is like if people want to be a part of it I'm kind of in the same boat as you is like we're gonna launch three new podcast feeds we're going to have our original show that already has a pretty strong following. If you want to go and listen to those other shows, that's great. I hope you do. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's going to be one of those things where, like the wannabe critic feed is going to be the movie reviews. We're about to start our um, review of our office we re, our office we watch. We're about to start our office rewatch um, and start putting those reviews out. The Beer Bros will still be on here. There's going to be multiple segments on this podcast feed, so there's still going to be a variety of content to, to view and a variety of like franchises to invest yourself in as far as like reviews go. But it's like all this extra stuff that I still want to do that I have time to do. Why not compartmentalize it and try and draw a new audience in? You know, they see a guy yeah. and his wife with like a rose thumbnail around it, like this pretty like girly looking thing. My wife's like, are you sure you want to put that on your podcast thumbnail? Like it's pretty, pretty girly looking. I'm like... Yeah, because I want girls to listen to us. Like, yep. 
you just never know what what is going to happen. At the end of the day, it's like it's no different than trying to upload to that single feed, except, except now I just have a different account I have to click on to log in. That's the only difference, literally. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited about that, and and I kind of wanted to do a special episode to kind of announce those things, and just so happens that Play Everything, who is a you know a a content source that I I look to for inspiration at times, and I'm like I want that reach. Like I I. Kind of like I tweeted at you the other day. I mentioned this already on this show. Is I would love to have the reach that you guys have one day. Of we have all, we have over six hundred people following us on YouTube. You know we have a variety of people viewing our tweets. You know we have we have a community. Like that's what I want. Is I want people to be interacting with my content and have that aspect and that feeling of community because there's nothing like that. There's nothing like I remember getting like my first hating hater comment and I was like, oh my god. Like we're doing, I'm doing something right. I got a hater. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like a really weird, gratifying. Thank feeling. you for clicking and watching. Yes, sir. exactly. You. God bless <laughs> you, sir. Them off. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm coming at you with a smile all the time. It's like, you there's nothing you're going to say in the comments. That's going to make me mad. And if I, if you make me mad, I'm just going to make it so I can't see your comments anymore. If that's possible. I just won't, I just will ignore you. Like that's just pretty simple. But, um, always trying to be innovative, always trying to do different things here. Um, so be on the lookout for those podcast feeds. They're launching in the middle of June, June 15th. All three of them launch the same day. Um, so definitely uh, check that out. We appreciate that. Um, do it. It's worth it. So Mike, on a scale of one to 10, should I start Jedi Fallen Order tonight? You should. I should. I do. I, I think it, and it's short too. Like, really? Not, like super short, but it's. We're talking like very, 12 hours? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd probably say a little, maybe maybe like a 10 hour game. Really? Yeah. So, and it's like a really enjoyable ride. Now, obviously if you platinum it, you're going to be putting in like a couple more hours. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a really enjoyable ride and it's not too big of a commitment. And I think that it's really rewarding on, on what you play. So. You got to go through it like on very hard or anything like that to get the platinum. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't believe you do. Okay, right on. Which you're talking to a guy. I definitely dropped the the combat down because I definitely it was definitely difficult at first. So I don't think there's difficulty platinum, which okay. I appreciate. Yeah, I love when that happens. I hate whenever people lock a platinum trophy. Cause I love I love getting the trophies. I really do. And I remember, you know, and this goes back to you know just me listen, kind of branching out, listening to podcasts. Uh, someone that I, that we both listened to Greg Miller is talking about how he, how he'll play a game just to get pod just to get trophies. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But then I think about, I'm like, I don't play games just to get trophies, but getting that extra little boost of like, this is what the developer recommended I do. And like, I did everything in the game that they recommend I do. That's a really gratifying feeling. I just plat- jumping up and down a yeah. thousand times on that tree stump. Is definitely developer recommended. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they. That's <laughs> to what, get that bronze. To get that. Yeah. Exactly. To get that bronze. It's like, <laughs> it's it's like an LOL. You know what I mean? But I, I actually the, just. The, go ahead. Sorry. The the way I do platinums is like if I really dig a game, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt a platinum it as long as it's not like the ridiculous difficulty trophy or ridiculous online trophies. Yeah. Um, or co-op. I try to yeah co-op. Yeah, that's like Doom right now. It's not co-op, but it's um, uh, it's online trophies. Now I heard they're not too hard to get, and you can do a, a private like uh, match to kind of get them. Um, so I don't know if I broke up there. No, I got you. You're good. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that's one where it's 
like th- that's in the gray area but like these ridiculous like last of us two or last of us one had the yes. most ridiculous oh trophy list where i'm like i want to appreciate this game sir let me yeah. platinum it let but, me platinum it let uh, me let me wear it as a badge. it's what it is it's a badge of honor but and i guess it means a lot though yeah if you, somebody gets that tr- platinum then yeah exactly it probably means even more and i actually i hadn't i hadn't platinumed a game in a while and uh I actually just went back through the Far Cry 3 remaster because I actually never finished that game. And good God, like that's a life-changing experience. You ever played Far Cry 3? Mm, no, I have not. Oh my God. I think I played five? We're talking, dude, that's we're talking we're, we're talking a narrative probably as good as Titanfall 2. Well, but you haven't played Titanfall 2, have you? I have not. Oh my God. <laughs> two games, dude. Two games you need to play. I'll make you, I'll treat, I'll give you two for one. You you play those two. my backlog. There you go. Yeah, add it to your, your wall of shame, so to speak. Um... I'm going to play Jedi Fallen Order. I'm going to attempt to platinum it because um, it's a Star Wars game. I'm a Star Wars super fan. Uh, I definitely want to make it happen. Um, it's been a good, it's been a good, man, this has been like one of my, the, the, my most favorite podcast thing I've ever done. This has been a really good conversation um, because. Uh, awesome, man. I appreciate it. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like I don't get to talk to many people that are like really hungry, like as hungry as I feel like I am. Um, whenever it comes to creating content like that. And whenever you get around those people, it's just like, man, that filled up the tank. That's exactly what I wanted to to have, you know, if, if being, being uh, in the presence of somebody that gets it, it's like, we're not making money. That's what makes a difference. It's like, no, I'm working my, my guts out trying to make this good and I'm not getting paid for it. That's why it's good. And that's why it works. And yeah. it's just nice to surround yourself with people and be kind of in a similar boat of just trying to grow and like I said, just have that hungry persona of like, I want to make the best content I possibly can. I want to shell out the content as much as I possibly can while making it good. It's, and it's, I, oh, sorry. No, go, go, go for it. Man. No, I, I, I am a huge comedy fan and I, uh, I can a lot of things back, uh, back to uh, comedy. And honestly, this is a lot like it where it is. I like when you start comedy, you bomb at open mics for the first three years, and then you're on the road being like a headliner for another five years, and then you finally kind of get noticed, right? Um, it, but you're still not like at the level that you're going to be, you know, 10 years down the line. Um, and that, that's kind of the same thing with this, where it's like at the open mics right now, right? And you're around the same kind of people who are hungry like you and who aren't getting paid for this, and it's kind of their passion, it's kind of their love, it's their art. Um, and there's a real rawness and realness to that, that I feel like, uh, you lose as you, as you get bigger, but it, it definitely is awesome to be around people who are hungry and who are doing this and who want to be doing this. And this is their passion. Um, it, it's a lot like that. I, um, but significantly like that where it is, you know, uh, in comedy, it takes a long time to get good. And basically, like I said, in the beginning of the show is you got to keep doing it. Otherwise, yeah. You're you're not gonna get there, right? right. There's so many people who are uh, you got to keep starving. Who start off who are hilarious and then they end up stopping. Yeah, uh, because they they didn't get to the top in time. Yeah, they didn't. They, they got or going. they got discouraged or whatever. And yeah, yeah, it's it's one Which of those things. Easy. That's the easy way out. Yeah, it's one of those things of like you're so hungry to the point that you're not getting anything and you're starving. Like and like you're 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 like okay, I know. I know I'm going to get the food or at least a morsel. Like I'm going to get a morsel of something at some point, Yeah. but you got to stay focused and you got to, you got to, you know, keep your, keep your eyes on the prize, so to speak. So yeah, I totally, I vibe with everything that you're saying. Um, so, uh, we're going to wrap it up, man. I, uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, you know, 
it's it's been a really nice uh, ride. Where where can they find you one more time if if uh, you guys if if the listeners here want to um, subject themselves to a frat party of sorts? <laughs> awesome. They can uh, find what we do. Uh, you can follow me at cheeks underscore junior on Twitter. Uh, you can follow uh, what we do over at youtube.com for slash play everything. And if you want to watch one of the podcasts live every Tuesday at 7 PM, we go live with our gaming podcast over at mixer.com for slash play everything. Uh, that's uh, where all our content is. So go check that out. Subscribe on all podcast feeds. It really helps us out. Um, and yeah. Very nice. Very well said. As always, you can find us here. I am Gabriel Fast. I am the wannabe critic. You can find me on any social media platform. Um, we got the Twitters. We got the Snapchats. We got the Instagram. We got the TikTok even now. I'm a TikTok creator, oh, Mike. TikTok. Yeah, I'm all about the TikToks. Uh, <laughs> they're not any good, just so you know. But it is the wannabe critic. Any TikToks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I've laughed really hard at some. Like, like almost peed my pants laughing at some of them. There is. I'll, I'll send you a couple. There's a couple. I'll, are they, are they the, the, the dancing ones or are they the mentally ill ones? Because the mentally ill ones are the best. Yes, the mentally – dude, it is the second coming of Vine in so many ways. Yeah, that's my that's my lane. Yes. The, the, the crackheads. Yes, my friend. The yes. mentally ill people on there. Yes. The breakup people, the people who think it's not a pr- public platform yep. sending messages. Yep. I, over it. Yep. I, there's <laughs> – yeah, you, you, you're speaking my language, man. Um. <laughs> Follow me on all those if you if you or whichever one you desire at the wanna be critic. You can email me us at geeklybiweekly one at gmail.com. Can't let the geekly biweekly die. And I actually have a little stamp at the end of each video. I say this is a geekly biweekly production because it reminds me of where I came from. Um we love to hear from you. Write in, uh tweet at us, tweet at me. I'd love to tweet at you back. Let's get into a fight over The Last Jedi on Twitter because Twitter is the place for something like that. Not in the comment <laughs> section down below, which you can leave us a comment in the comment, in the you know, down below, whatever, if you want to talk about whatever you want. Um, that about wraps it up. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Mike, thank you so much for your time again. And uh, thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I'm Gabriel <laughs> Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic.